Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. You should get on the site and check it out. Membership program's got an epic digital library of surf content. If I do say so myself... This week on the show, I'm stumbling on old files that I never released. Could it be? Spent 30 minutes looking through past episodes to make sure I hadn't released it already, and I still don't know. Anyway, this is an old, old recording that Coach Ev and I did a while back about picking first surfboards, and now that I think about it, I think the reason I probably didn't release it because I don't like these kinds of questions because they're so subjective and across the board for everybody that, that listens to it. Anyway, here's our stab at it. At least we're honest with you. All right, so let's put this out there right away before we get into all the details of surfboards and what you need to look for and this and that. The secret to your first beginner surfboard is that it's not all about the board. <laughs> It's about you. It's about your commitment to this sport and recognizing that you're not getting the right perfect sled for you to, to get out there and do it on your first try or second try. It's, it's going to be a long journey regardless. All right. We weren't on the, the perfect board for us to learn on our first board. It was whatever we can get, whatever we could get, and, and we loved it. We loved the board for whatever it was. And because it was our vehicle to get out there and, and practice. And start, yeah, yeah, get going on the journey. I definitely remember my first surfboard was really hard-earned. It took me a long time to, to get my hands on a surfboard. And this is kind of before like surfboards were everywhere and available in every price range. Right. They were all kind of sacred and expensive, you know, mm -hmm. and it wasn't that easy. Um, but that being said, there are definitely characteristics and qualities and things that we can talk about to enlighten you a little bit so you have an idea of what's going on and what the words are for the different parts of the board and, and just some awarenesses that you can develop about surfboards that'll help you start honing in on a good board for yourself. But once again, and we'll conclude with this, it's gonna be about you. And, and when you are out there and, and doing your work, if you have anything whatsoever under your body, under your, under your belly as you're working out there in the ocean, you're, you're on your way, you're doing it. Right, and, just uh, try not to get hung up on the board. You right, know? right, that's what I'm getting at. Try not to get hung up on the board. It's not gonna be your excuse for why it's happening or not happening. It's, it's just gonna come back to uh, the repetition and the commitment to the long, long journey that we call surfing. And luckily these days, I mean, there's a ton of great beginner boards out there, you know. There's this, the soft top game is off the chain these right. days. There's, there's soft boards everywhere, every shape and size, from Wavestorm up to some of the boards that we were checking out at that demo the other day. Those are like, those are, 
they're they're a hardboard skinned in soft material right and really durable material which that's that's probably something that i would touch on for your first board like if if you can get something that's made out of really durable material that's probably a good thing because you're going to be beating the shit out of it yeah for sure it, it, part of part of learning to surf is learning how to take care of your equipment and that's why i think the very beginning of your journey is best started on some form of a soft board um and like coach Jeff mentioned there's like the extremely soft foamy boards which are not my favorite because one factor we wrote down here is is flex i feel like a board that flexes too much gives you the wrong impression of what a surfboard's supposed to do as it catches waves and right. stuff because the idea is that we're going to want to transition over to a real board eventually mm -hmm. and if you're getting used to dropping in on a wave and having this dynamic flex that just shapes to the shape of the wave because the board is so flexible i mean you're not going to have that on a real board so it's a little misleading Right. But going to what you said, some of those more real boards kind of just skinned over with soft material is, is a good balance of the feeling of a real board, but still some of the safety features of that soft texture. Right. They, they have that like softer, softer foam around the deck and the rail. So, I mean, that's kind of what you normally come in contact with when, you, when it gets away from you and it bops you in the head. You know, hopefully it is one of the the deck or the rails because it has the softer stuff on it and then it's skinned usually with a like a harder plastic that's you know nice and fast through the water still and then usually the fins are plastic as well which is that's probably a good point right there like mm. you're not really gonna be testing your fins and pushing on your fins too much so go with the the ones that have like the protective soft flexi fins at first because you probably are going to get snagged by them um, and if they got a little give then then quite a bit less damage yeah true and you know the the goal on your first surfboard and and in our theory of and method of learning to surf is to start getting your fundamentals down I mean, and this is the journey that we even in inspire and, and push our intermediate surfers and above to, to continue to address. But the fundamentals are basically addressing the most basic aspects of your surfing, your paddling technique, your ability to control the board in terms of sitting in, and turning, in terms of turning while you're paddling, in terms of being in whitewater and, and managing it and not letting it get out of your grasp. And, and only finally is, is one of the more exciting fundamentals of standing up on your board. But this really is your journey, and it should be forevermore. And, and your passion is to get those things down and not get ahead of yourself and worry about how you're riding the wave. And, and you know, you really just want the reps. You want to be figuring out where you lay on a board and the feeling it gives you when you're in the right spot versus when you're in the wrong spot and just being so sensitive to the most basic aspects, which again, like just comes back to our point. So it doesn't matter what board you're on so long as it's not tiny, you know, don't go out there and buy a tiny little shortboard in the six or seven foot range. If you're a total beginner and a full grown adult, right? That, that'll slow down your progress. But again, like find something that, that works decently for you and stick with it because there's a lot of little intricacies that take time to figure out in a board, you know, mm. like just like you're talking about the, you know, the, the rocker and the width and the, the rails and where you find, you know, where you find that sweet spot for, for paddling, all those little things, it takes some dialing in. So again, don't, don't go out 
have a rough session and, and try to blame it on the board because there's, you know, it, it just takes time to start feeling comfortable on any right. equipment. It just is tough and that's yeah. just part of the journey and you got to have to enjoy it if you want to have any luck in, in figuring it out and getting there with it. And uh, not to mention you're going to be dealing with ocean and crowds. So one thing we always encourage is getting yourself into still water with that board so you can really, with minimal variables and, and extra things to consider, dial your board in because that's your tool that's that's something that you really to be kind of cliche or you know surfer cliche uh, like you want to become one with your board you really want to have a, an awareness of where you lay on it and where you need to sit to turn it properly and all these things so that you can fluently move on your board and you know perform fundamentals um, so that when you're in the ocean and dealing with waves and crowds you have a confidence about moving around and redirecting yourself and and staying in control that that re that reminds me of just what you're talking about you know when we were filming the surfing fundamentals which are up on the website you guys should check them out um i feel like those little aspects of of training and getting those clips and stuff like really tuned me into to my board mm. you know and that's something that i learned from you like you get you get a board and you put a lot of time in and you don't do you don't do a ton of switching back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You know, you really take the time that it, it needs to really hone in on a piece of equipment by just doing that, like spending, tr trying it in all different conditions. And, and, you know, again, when I did, when I did those drills in still water, it, it brought to light some certain little nuances about where I should be on the board while paddling, what's the easiest way to get this thing turned around in a, in a GIF. Um, and so that's, that's a really important thing, especially for true beginners. I think this, you know, going out in still water and taking out the, the outside, you know, banter and noise that comes with being at the beach uh, can really effectively help you get tuned into your new equipment a lot quicker. Yeah, right on. I've, that's definitely a huge belief of ours. Um, so, all right, so assuming you kind of are making it through the beginning, 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 ultimate beginning journey of learning to surf, and you're feeling kind of good about it, you're, you're able to paddle this thing around and deal with going over waves without flopping off to the side, redirecting your board, even trying to catch some waves, and maybe you do already, um, you know, going to the to the real board, a real foam fiberglass or epoxy surfboard, there's some new considerations that you're going to have to take into account transitioning from your foam board because I think most foam boards, except the ones, most soft tops I should say, except the ones that are really designed after the real boards like we were talking about that are skinned in the soft material, right. they're pretty unrefined right really bulky yeah they carry their volume from the center all the way to the rails and all the way from nose to tail which in a real board is not really the case that board is shaped by a shaper an artist who foils it out who thins it from the center to the rails with a with a theory about why and from nose to tail and and that means there's less volume in that board even if you can't see it based on looking at the outline of it if it looks exactly the same as your soft top, you know, that you started learning on, it's going to be a little more diff a lot more difficult, especially transitioning because you're so used to what you've been doing. Now you're going to get back on this 
you're going to get on this new board and have a bit of a struggle at first again. Right. It's going to kind of almost be like relearning. Right. It's important to, to have the right mindset here, um, transitioning into new, new equipment, you know, because it's always going to take time. And there's certain, there's certain characteristics of a, of a board that was tuned for a beginner and one that was tuned for an intermediate and one that was turned you know, tuned for an expert. So let's, let's talk about, you know, some of those aspects and you, you started hitting with the foil and I'll just throw in rocker with that too, which is like the, the flip and the kick in the nose and the tail. Um, that's usually, that's kind of put in there to help dig you out of bad situations that flip in the nose. Mm -hmm. So that's why you'll see a lot of beginner and even foam boards that have like extreme rocker in the nose because they're they're planning you know on surfers just taking off and going straight to the beach and and trying to build a piece of of, of equipment that can pull you out of that situation so that's kind of you know when you start you have excess of all these things and then as you get better it starts to be you know refined down to less and less rocker less and less uh buoyancy and foam thickness in the rails that's one thing that we always kind of look for and, and something that you you touched on is like the thickness of the rail you know a really big thick rail carries the 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 foam out to the rail so you end up having a more buoyant board that sits on top of the water more but when you're trying to learn how to like say set your rail and go down the go down the line that's inhibiting you from setting your rail that thick bulky rail so it's actually much easier as the rail comes down in in buoyancy and thickness it help it aids you in in your ability to set that and stick that and and dig that rail into the wave face and keep it dug into the wave face and it not pop right back out and straighten you back out and send you straight into the beach yeah this is this is all it keeps coming back as i hear you talk to the fact that you're trying to improve yourself as a surfer and not use your board as a crutch to get through it all. You really want to have the goal of becoming a seasoned surfer so that you can start flattening out your board and start thinning out your rails, you know, in, in your progressive surfboards because a skilled surfer wants a flat board and thin rails to be able to do the things that a skilled surfer can do. But if you just keep relying on a board that allows you to just do these things, it's not gonna progress you as the surfer and, and again, hold you back from really going where you need to go. So the challenges that surfing brings and, and each new board that you get that maybe is a little bit more dialed for a better surfer is not a bad thing. It shouldn't scare you off or, or put you in a, a bad mood about who you are you know, and what your identity is. If, are you a surfer or not? Because you're, you're actually progressing, being right. able to, to take these these boards and um, and ride them as 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 they are tuned for a more like advanced surfer. And I guess when I really started thinking that was when you were talking about like how the rocker gets you out of like bad situations. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, as you get better and better, you don't rely on the board to get you out of it. You rely on your skill. Right. And that is knowing the radius of your takeoff turn and making the drop into the wave with a good dynamic angle and turn so that you don't nosedive as opposed to relying on the rocker to get you out of that situation. And so let's let's make sure that our listeners kind of can, can see what rocker does in a board. You know, if, if it's a 
flat as a board, it's st it's it glides over the water much easier as opposed to say like a banana. Right. A banana that only touches right in the center and basically pushes water. Mm -hmm. You know that big old flip in the nose ends up pushing water and not getting up on top of the water like a flatter board, flat and fast or rockered out and able to fit into the tighter curves of the wave, but definitely- But at a, a cost. Yeah, major loss in paddling speed and overall speed down the line. Right, right. Um, when, as you, as you increase the rocker and boards. So that's the magic, that's the magic. That's one of those, those, those two things that we first hit on, you know, like the foil, think about like an airplane wing, how it's th thicker at the center and then it thins out at the tips. That's basically what's what your board is is a is a wing, mm -hmm. uh, f you know, stuck in the in the wave face and flying down the line. Um, so the foil and the rocker, those two really come into play big time. Um, in you know, th those are the foundational aspects of a surfboard. Yeah, um, the the subtle ones especially that people don't think about because you look at a board and you just see like length and width as a beginner to the untrained eye, you know but these are the parts that you need to start developing your sense for. Like when you pick up a board or when you grab each rail in your hand, how much of a handful is those, are those rails? Right. You know, what does it feel like underarm when you're, you're holding it? These subtle little things are the parts you really pay attention to. And again, like PT was saying this and after we had our, our recording with him and he picked up the, that La Miss board right away and put it under his arm. And he told us that he was like feeling the rail and looking at the rocker down the line of the, the board. Mm -hmm. And this is what you should just start training your eye to see as you feel boards and hold them and, and definitely compare it with your soft top, which is gonna be like all bulky in your hand and a handful, almost like you can't even get your whole hand around it. Right. And then as you look down the rail of it, either it'll have quite a bit of rocker or maybe it's a really flexi board, mm -hmm. like what one of our friends calls a dynamic rocker, you know, right. or variable rocker that yeah, it like yeah. increases as you're dropping into the wave because it's so flexible. Right. So those are like the differences from a beginner board to a more advanced board. And I think that lends us in, like right into the, you know, the fin setup. There's, there's just so many different fin setups out there. Um, and the, you know, as far as being a beginner, it might, right off the bat maybe just a straight single fin so that's all you only have to worry about one fin like mm. putting it in or taking it out or adjusting it just one fin instead of three different ones or four different ones but um you know like all these fin systems or setups you're really at a beginner level not really feeling what they're doing mm -hmm. you know like your your foot's like not even over the fins, right, you know, right. and, and you're not really laying the board over on rail and, and having water push up against the sides of the fins and, and thrust you down the, the line. You're more using the, the rail of your surfboard, which is basically your original fin, mm -hmm. you know, your, your first fin. And, you know, f this, is, this is a can of worms, this. this yeah, I just don't let it get you all you know, flustered. It's not the fins. Again, it's not your fin setup that's <laughs> inhibiting you from being able to go down the line or, or catch waves or something. You know, they, as far as drag and drive and they're all pretty damn similar. You yeah, know, the, the yeah. feeling you have to be really tuned in to, to feel the difference in, in fins, setups and sizes and materials and, and all that stuff. You know, don't, don't let it inhibit you from 
from getting out there and spending the time that it's gonna take is what it know, really takes to yeah. learn how to use that rail as your as your fin that's that's really what you need to learn when you're thinking about fins just think about your rail and how you get it to set into the face and stay into the face and drive you down the line right and and kind of the last part part about a board that is the more obvious stuff but we should address anyway is just your length and width and and speaking kind of to when you're making that transition from your soft top to your you know more advanced properly glassed and shaped surfboard um, you know don't shrink down too much again going back to that feeling in your arm remember that okay so say it's the same length but it's still going to be much less volume your new board because of the foiled out rails and and the rocker might be less so those things are going to make your like it more challenging um, but also that being said don't go crazy long I feel like that's such a common advice from all walks of surf instructors and and advice on the internet is like get a really big board because it'll make it easier right. you know and they when they say big they usually mean like nine ten feet and that is fucking huge right that's like that's gonna affect how you learn your fundamentals your ability to turn and control your board what you really want you really want the challenge of learning your fundamentals on a more appropriate size board maybe in the eight foot range mm -hmm. because once you learn that stuff, a big board is actually going to become harder. Yeah. You know, so don't make it easy on yourself in the beginning. Uh, be willing to take the challenge. And I think more than ever, you're willing to do the challenge in the beginning when you're all excited about it and ready to go. Right. And, and then another aspect of size for me is the width. I feel like, you know, it takes one or two feet to make it quote unquote easier. Whereas if you add an inch, you know, or inch and a half to the width, that's massive. It's going to give you so much more stability. Right, you could that, probably ride a seven foot wide, a seven foot board. That's if it's just a little wider. Right, right. That gives you that that heel to toe stability that uh, basically everybody needs as they're learning to stand up and how to how to get to their feet with with equal pressure and a balanced stance. Um, and I think this, you know, these types of boards, just like how we're breaking it down, like the full on super soft board. You know, get start with that and start figuring out how to like you know the very basics of your fundamentals the the paddling aspect of it and then the board control aspect of it and then like as you're starting to like catch white waters and start stand, standing up or or even learning the the press up and the rail set you know that's kind of your your sign or or your time to start thinking about getting on a board that's more suitable for learning how to set the rail and mm -hmm. how to stand you know and how to stand up effectively you know as your skills go up your your equipment and your board should should pertain to that mm. um and i think that that was nice how we broke it down and how how we brought this brought this to light um, what's the best board for you to be on? What's the best beginner surfboard to, to start out with in, in the journey? Yeah, yeah, straight up. This is such a tough topic because you're all different sizes out there. You're all different natural abilities. But most of all, the conclusion is that it just comes back to your commitment. And while some of you might be able to figure this thing out in a season of just out getting out there and consistently working at it, it may take some others more time. You, you know that you have a little idea now perhaps of, of what you should be looking for in a board be honest with yourself about your level brand new beginner don't go picking out that fancy sharp board that you see under the pros arms 
that's that's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be almost impossible. Um, you just you need to do what's appropriate and what's right for you and start on that ugly, wide, round nose <laughs> surfboard. Absolutely. Thanks, peeps, for tuning in. Hope this helps you guys on your on your journey. That's right. Woo! You.